Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And welcome back to Star Fellows, your favorite podcast set in a galaxy far, far away. I'm your Dungeon Master Rob, and with me, as always, is my friend, Han. Hello. Hi, Han, and that's it. That's my only friend here today. It's just me today. (laughs) Today, we are continuing with the story of Akala Resh back on Coruscant. Let's go. We've been having so much fun playing with uh, Mix and Match uh, and continuing the story with the rest of the campaign. But we cannot forget our best girl, who I have been told has is completely a victim of circumstance, has She's never, never done, done anything, anything wrong, wrong in her life. In her life. <laughs> <laughs> completely. She has never done a single thing. She is a victim of circumstance. She has never done a single unhealthy or wrong thing in her life ever. But that's yes. a conversation y'all aren't ready for, so <laughs> we'll leave for Yes, day. fully Akala-pilled on this episode. <laughs> um, we are, are jumping back in uh, to, contrary to what we were saying, uh, confront <laughs> some inner demons uh, and grow as people. So it's going to be one of those episodes, quotation marks, fun. Um, and we're going to pick up where we left off last. So, Akala, when we were last in the story, uh, your friends departed from Coruscant after uh, some uh, mixed goodbyes. Um, did get a heart-to-heart with uh, with Rama along the way. You got uh, a heart-wrenching note from L saying that they're leaving and uh, they are sorry and wish you the best and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of sad... Sad gay Jedi uh, flavors in there. And you have uh, a new journey ahead of you. 
you have agreed to help your uh, Jedi friend, companion, sort of brother figure, Maxi Mule, with his cleanup efforts of the Power and Lights District after its destruction from the, the combined assault of the Hive and the Red Maw. Um, for which your participation in has garnered you the status of hero, and yet within the Jedi Order, things are not all well when it comes to Akala Resh. Having given in to the dark side of the Force during your battle with Master Surota and succumbing to your darker impulses, your wrath, your vengeful nature, uh, you not only corrupted your kyber crystal, but destroyed your own lightsaber, um, and in the process did more or less win the duel against evil, but um, at the cost of sacrificing your own stability within the Force. Um, since then, your uh, lightsaber crystal soul, the perfectly round uh, kyber crystal that was fated to find you all way back when, and Ilum has turned itself a dark red with a uh, crack in it. Uh, which does not bode well. Your connection to the Force seems tenuous at this moment as you recover in the hospital, and it is unclear what the path ahead looks like. So, uh, before we begin the first day of the rest of your life um, as a volunteer for the Power and Lights District, where's Akala at? What is she thinking about? Um. Yeah, so where we last left, her. She was in uh, her room, I guess her new makeshift room. Um, she, I mean, is not doing much. Like a lot of uh, her time and energy these days is like just kind of keeping herself afloat. Uh, she doesn't sleep much. She's tired a lot. Um, yeah, she like, she doesn't like how she spoke to... Ugly and Maxi, whenever they were in there to talk with her separately. So she's doing her best not to have anything like that, like, keep happening. Um, so, yeah, just kind of, she's just tired. She's tired a lot. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah, wonderful. It sounds like the classic symptoms of a little thing called depression, which is very... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, which is, is she sleeps till 4 p.m. and then stays up till 4 a.m. and then goes back to sleep. <laughs> which is is not a character flaw. Um, we will say I'm just describing um, myself right, right now. We've we've all been there. We've all had moments where we we shatter our lightsabers and our sense of self and oh, yeah. need a, a few days to to be in that hole. Um, mm -hmm. Well, great. So that's where you are. You try to sleep through the night, um, a fitful sleep, I would imagine, mm -hmm. uh, as you as you wrestle with uh, your inner strife and turmoil. Love and to see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we live for that. Uh, you are awoken, but not really. More just uh, alerted by the sound of. Uh, acrylic nails rapping at your hospital door um, and you hear the voice of Cecil uh, call out to you saying wake up rise and shine it's time to go to the city Akala um, and you hear kind of a rapping knock and she says I've got your uniform all laid out for you um, do you all yeah she lets herself in we're, we're there there <laughs> yeah. um, she let she lets herself in she says I got your uniform for you I've got this uh, a nice 
spot for you all signed up for where you're going to volunteer. Maxie's going to be down in the middle of the Power and Lights District. He's going to be heading the the really heavy lift and stuff. He's going to be clearing some rubble, doing some other stuff, organizing the police. But uh, we got a, a full day planned out for you. So whenever you're ready to get dressed, there'll be a driver waiting to take you uh, down to the Power and Lights, and we'll get you all set up. Thank you, Cecil. Um, did where where am I going? Did you say um, I'm going to be in where where Maxi is, or am I going to be somewhere else? No. So we thought it'd be best to uh, kind of get your feet wet with some easier work today while you're getting your feet under you. Um, you're gonna be heading to uh, Grandma Griswolda's soup kitchen, and you're gonna be dealing out soup to the refugees. Uh, okay. Sounds good. All right, wonderful. Um, I'm going to leave you to get dressed. I will uh, see you when I see you. And she uh, flies out of the room, and she leaves behind um, a uniform that is really just, like, the most standard, uh, uninspired, like, (laughs) olive drab, like, capri pants and, like, black t-shirt that has a badge that says uniform on it. Um, on the like frocket of the black t-shirt is uh-huh. like the sigil of the Jedi Order under which, um, it, you know, like, it, yeah, is your name tag that says volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, hello, my name is Akala on it. Uh, <laughs> and you're kind of like given like this like standard volunteers uniform to put on. Um, there is a... a, a droid driver that is just a protocol driver droid that escorts you through a speeder um, into uh, downtown power and lights district now it's been a while since you've been outside of the order um you don't have anybody tailing you or escorting you you just have your driver which is uh taking you where you need to be um but as you like look out over the skyline of the power and lights district it looks very different from the last time you saw it you haven't really like seen the pld except through like the tv uh like radio and stuff like that uh, well, you wouldn't see things through the radio, but like the TV footage <laughs> of it. Um, now seeing it for the first time after the battle, you see that many of the iconic buildings that were once there have been either destroyed or completely like defaced uh, from the space battle and like debris crashing down and from the Red Maws activities, um, the storm itself and like where lightning was striking during the uh, the purple the purple cloud that was kind of over uh, the Power and Lights District. And uh, it looks like, like, you know, recognizable. I wouldn't say it looks unrecognizable, but it's like, you can imagine how jarring it would be to see, like, you know, New York, like, right after 9-11. It's like kind of Right after the Avengers, like, the first Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah, call what I said. Details put in that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine waking up and you're the citizen, like, right after, yeah, like, the aliens came down. But, yeah, it's kind of that vibe of, like, things are, like, destroyed, but people are working on it. But it's, like, it's kind of heart-wrenching, I would imagine, to, like, mm-hmm. see this very familiar place be so roughed up. Um, so you're taken to, uh, to Grandma Griswolda's soup kitchen. Um, and this first day is just very simple. Uh, it's just standing in a soup line for eight hours, being polite, and serving soup to refugees. Um, so what I would like from you is to tell me, like, how do you think Akala handles this first day? Like, the tedium, the, the, the niceties just being around all these people that are hungry, that are bereft of their homes. What's going through her mind? 
Um, I think she's gonna be as boring as this is. I think she's going to be like as quiet and reserved as possible, just to like keep herself in check, I guess, because um, she still doesn't really know how she's going to be able to react, like like behave herself basically around these people. Um, so yeah, just like minimal small talk. I imagine there's probably like people who who love to talk, like people who really want to talk to someone that uh, like after just having lost their home or something, but she she's gonna, you know, keep interaction to a minimum, just kind of do as she's told. Yeah, interesting. So like, I, I like to, to think that like, yeah, so like you're just kind of in the line like ladling, mm-hmm. like soup and like vegetables and stuff. And, and people like try to make eye contact with you. Um, but you know, you just you just kind of avoid it. Some people even try to strike up a conversation like, hey, like, isn't this all crazy? And you're just kind of like, <laughs> like I don't know, uh, like just not engaging. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's that's day one. Mm-hmm. Um, after a while, you kind of go on uh, doing this at the end of your shift. Uh, you make zero friends. You don't talk to anybody. Um, you just walk in, clock in do your job and clock out. Um, yeah, it's it's not like a like a, a god, I don't I wish I wasn't here type thing. It was more of a like a I'm afraid I'm going to fuck up if I do talk to someone type thing. Um Yeah, so it's not an unwillingness to be there. It's like a yeah, just a a safety precaution, I guess, more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and so you get home, uh, back to your, to your hospital bed, your improvised apartment, um, and you go to sleep and you wake up the next day and it's the same droid driver taking you to the same soup kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you get there, um, and yeah, there's people chatting, uh, you know, the same kind of like set of like ladies and gents that were working there or working there today as well. Um, you hear some light chatter like, oh, Kathy, can you believe it? The whole road's closed. We can't get anywhere near the third circle. Oh, I know. It's completely ridiculous. Um, just, you know, small talk about the construction. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start your shift um, again today. Um, for today, what I would like uh, as a way to kind of see how, you know, if there's any progress from the day before, I'd just like you to roll me... Um, what what stat do you think would best represent Akala's like mood and like ability to interact with people and like be positive in this moment? Would you say that's wisdom? Would you say that's charisma? I'm not quite sure. I would say charisma. She's better at wisdom, but that's that's like definition of charisma, right? Like I think so too. All right. Well, let's uh yeah, go ahead and roll me a a charisma check uh to see how we're doing. We're say we're going to say it's DC uh 14 to to have positive interactions with people. I'm scared. I don't want to roll this. I'm scared. <laughs> it's a four. <laughs> Not good. Oh, it baby. almost landed on 19, but it didn't. <laughs> three. <laughs> um, terrible. So you rolled a four. Uh, things are not going well. Uh, this is what happens, I think. So you're in this soup line, and there's a uh, there's a young man who uh, was kind of hanging out at the soup kitchen all day, um, you know, wearing 
a business suit that looks like he hasn't taken off in a few weeks. Um, like he only has one pair of clothes and has kind of an overgrown beard, human man. Um, and you notice like throughout the day him kind of like looking at you and like going back to his soup or going back to his tasks. But like every few minutes you would look up and you see that this guy is, is clocking you. Um, and at the end of the day, kind of before your shift is done, he comes up and he says, Hey, I, I really hate to bother you, but I just got to ask. Uh, I think I recognize you from the TV. Are you? Were you one of the people that was fighting? One of the, they call you guys the Argonauts, right? Are you, uh, you just look a lot like Agla Rash, and I, I know you might get that a lot, but is that, is that, are, are you her? No, no, that wasn't me, no. Oh, uh, I, I I'm see. I'm trying to uh, leave, I'm trying to, I'm trying to leave. <laughs> yeah, you're like getting your things together. Um, yeah. He's like, oh, well, wait, well, I just, I didn't mean to offend you, I just, oh. And she's out the door. Um, and she's gone. And so you you rush out of there. You like spill over. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say with a four. Yeah, you spill over like a tray of food and kind of like leave a mess behind you. Um, and your coworkers like look. I mean, you didn't see them, but mm-hmm. yeah, are pissed. Yeah. Um, and so ends day two. Uh, you. Uh, kind of have this like long silent uh you know drive back with your with your uh i guess like droid uber driver essentially <laughs> your, your private yeah. taxi service um the jedi is is fronting for you he lives for this uh, he lives to drive yeah. people <laughs> drive is my one and only pleasure <laughs> i love the regularity for which i get to drop you off and pick you up from work <laughs> That's like a, is it a Rick and Morty meme where it's like, what is my purpose to, 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 uh, spread butter? Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) I butchered that, but you get me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Relatable content. Um, (laughs) okay. Well, day three, uh, you're going to go back to the soup kitchen. Uh, so you, uh, you wake up in the morning and I, I imagine you kind of feel like shit. Like, I got to go back in. Yeah. Um, while you're on the drive over there, go ahead and uh, what is Akla's game plan for, like, dealing with the soup kitchen today? Like, what are you feeling? Um, You mean after, like, what happened yesterday? Yeah. Just, like, are you going to go in and just, like, play it cool and be like, I don't, like, Yeah, just pretend or? nothing happened, <laughs> probably. Okay. Like, really just trying, like, to draw, like, the least amount of attention to herself as possible. Great. Uh, Which is, you know, the best approach to to all of this, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you you uh, you walk in, uh, you walk into the, into to Grandma Griswold's soup kitchen, and the same kind of early bird regulars are there. Uh, your coworkers are already, you know, in their in their uniforms and with their hairnets and stuff, and they're uh, ready to start working. And uh, one of the, the coworkers from yesterday, a uh, human woman named Kathy, is kind of like waiting there like for you. And she's like, she's like, good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. Is there, uh, is there anything I can get for you today? Uh, no, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. No, you don't want some coffee? Um, no, I'm, I'm fine. No, not, not a back massage or anything? Uh, she just kind of looks at her, um, eyeing her down. And she looks at you and says, you left in quite a hurry last night. 
you spilled a whole tray of food and we had to stay late to pick it up. Just was wondering if there's anything else you want us to like do for you since you seem to uh, to expect others to clean up your messes. Um, no, I'm sorry about about that. I someone approached me and I, I got nervous. I'm sorry. And she kind of like looks at you and like clicks her teeth and is like, "It's okay. We uh." We, we know who you are. So it's okay. Like, you don't got to talk about it if you don't want to. But they did tell us that you were, you were here doing some volunteer work. So we get it if you don't want to be, be approached about it. But, you know, it doesn't need to be. We're just here to serve soup, you know. That's what I'm here to do as well. Good. Um, and she, she extends her arm and she says, I'm Kathy. It's nice, nice to meet you. Akala. Good. Uh, give me another charisma check. I'm rolling that one this time. <laughs> That's a 16. 16. Okay. We're trending. <laughs> trending <laughs> We're <up>. getting better. <laughs> um, Just yeah, so, hand. <laughs> so I think, uh, I think this day goes a lot better uh, than last time, than, than yesterday, the past few days. Um, you sort of kind of get into a rhythm and you've got kind of Kathy on your right and you sort of get introduced to some of the older like, you know, ladies. And the, these, this is basically like a bunch of, of women and, and dudes that are in like, you know, church groups, Bible studies, like mm -hmm. book groups, stuff like that. Like these yeah. are all like kind of like neighborhood folks um, that have all like volunteered their time together. And so you like very kind of quickly get wrapped up into the rhythm of like the local gossip <laughs> and like, you know, just like talking about like normal kind of run-of-the-mill everyday stuff. Um, and I think, like, with your charisma check, like, you're able to participate in the conversation a little bit more and not feel, like, so, ah, uh, like, alien, like, outside mm -hmm. of it. Um, if there's anything you want to add to, like, this day uh, to, like, represent your good role, um, feel free to. Um, can I learn, what are the rest of their names? Or just a few, a few more? Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's Kathy, there's Tim, uh, there's Marianne, um, there's Bart who's in the kitchen, he's cooking up the soup, um, yeah, there's just some, some folks. Cool. Um, I'm also just gonna keep an eye on the guy who approached me, just to make sure that nothing else weird happens. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he was there, he was there today, and he just kind of, uh, you know, got his food and, and more or less just like hung out in a corner and like read a newspaper. Um, he, it didn't seem like he was like trying to like get your attention this time or like he was not like looking at you a bunch. Um, and when he did get his like soup in the line, he like looked look, look kind of bashful, like, oh, like just not going like, to look at her and <laughs> okay. that sort of thing. Um, but otherwise, good. Um, excellent. So uh, now we're going to... Uh, uh, skip ahead a little bit. Um, so your your time at the soup kitchen is going well. Uh, you're kind of getting some of your social uh, skills back. And as the week progresses, um, on so uh, on, yeah, like the fifth day of this kind of like week, on Friday, um, you uh, get a uh, call on uh, your phone from uh, Maxi. Um, I answer it. Hello, uh, Agla. 
How are you doing? Hi, Maxi. Um, good. Here, normal. Um, what's up? Right, good. Um, everything going well at uh, Grandma G's soup kitchen. I heard that's where they uh, stuffed you away for the past few days. Everything going good there? Yeah, I um, I've made a few acquaintances actually. Good, good. That's great to hear. Um, don't let those women talk your ear off. Uh, dry as cotton balls they can be. Uh, anyway, um, yes. So turns out, little short-handed here today um, at the Argoplex. We've been moving some rubble around, trying to get um, a good amount of, of space cleared from where the, the caves were, were caving and, uh, and breaking in. And uh, ooh, all my other uh, Jedi are uh, out uh, right now doing other things, and uh, it's hard to get good excavator equipment around. I was wondering if I could trouble you to just move some, some rocks around for me. Uh, instead of uh, shoveling soup today? Um, I I don't know how much help I'll be with that. Uh, yes, I thought that might be the case. So I, uh, I have sort of a, a sliding uh, scale of sized uh, boulders and rocks to sort of work up to. Uh, you know, feel free to say no uh, if you want to go back. No, 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 no. I, I, it's change of scenery might be good. Good. Uh, yes, well, um, at noon today, uh, go ahead and uh, feel free to, to leave your shift at the soup kitchen and come, come see me then. Uh, and uh, we'll get you, you working straight away. Uh, right. Uh, see you then. Bye-bye. Um, and he hangs up. Good. Uh, <laughs> so you'll start your morning at the soup kitchen uh, for this Friday uh, afternoon. Uh, go, ahead is, uh, go ahead and just roll me... Um, well, I'm not gonna say uh, I'm not gonna say you have to roll for it. After a few days of just like having having a good relationship at the soup kitchen, I'm going to say that you feel are that's a space that you should feel comfortable in. Um, you've made some friends. Is there anything you'd like to do in the morning of the soup kitchen before you go off and uh, help Maxie do his thing? Uh, I want to tell them that I'm leaving. Just say that I'm going. I've been assigned somewhere else. Oh dear! Oh no! Oh, we were having so much fun chatting with you. Are you gonna be back at all? Um. I I don't know. It, it depends on where they need me. I think, but I I had a good time here meeting all of you. Oh well, we uh, we had fun too. Well, anytime you want to volunteer your time at Grandma G's, we'd love to have you. Um, and uh, as you leave, kind of Kathy uh, pulls you aside and says, "Hey, I I know we didn't really uh, talk about it and make it a big deal, but." Um, we do think it's uh, it's really sweet that a hero like you would trouble your time to come to come ladle soup. Um, it really means a lot to the to the community, and uh, you know, just feel free to come back anytime. Okay. Um, Akala doesn't respond with words. I think she just kind of nods really quickly and then leaves. Gotcha. Doesn't know kind how to be... respond to being called a hero right now. Yeah, it might it might even be a little jarring for Kathy. Like, yeah, I I think she like clocks that and is like, oh, okay, um, a little touchy. Uh, and you know, you kind of uh, go off uh, and kind of get in your uh, droid cab uh, <laughs> and like a little bit of a huff. Um, and your droid chauffeur is kind of like, where to today, madam? Um, did Maxie say what area? 
I'm going to. I'm uh, just telling whatever. In the Argoplex. Yeah. Yeah. Right away to the Argoplex. And you take off and start driving uh, further into the Power and Lights district. Um, Around the Argoplex, the rubble is like quite deep. Like you can see like how the like rings of building around the central plaza have kind of like crumbled in on themselves. Um, So there is a lot of like stuff to move. Um, You see uh, Maxi kind of like standing in front of the police station um, and the courthouse. Um, which you had have not visited since Rama got arrested. <laughs> yeah. um, and he kind of like waves for your taxi to land and your speeder like like kind of rushes down and lands. Um, uh, Maxi uh, opens the door for you and kind of extends a hand to help you help you out. Um, says, oh, Agala, great to see you. Yeah, it's um, wow, I, I didn't realize how destroyed everything was. Yes, it is quite the mess, but we're making good progress on clearing it out. Um, mostly just uh, the rubble now and the big stuff. Uh, and he, he walks with you towards uh, the courthouse, and you are standing in front of uh, the statue here, except um, unlike before where the statue was clean and free of debris and rubble, and this like standing... Uh, you know, feminine figure holding uh, a set of scales and a lightsaber, uh, kind of a symbol of justice and truth. The statue is now buried up to its neck in rubble and debris um, and trash of all sorts. Um, There's several large rocks um, and there's a lot of like small, more manageable stuff as well. Um, but it is like kind of blocking the stairs to the courthouse. Um, and while the courthouse is not essential, uh, somebody's as he explains, has got to clean this mess up. Um, and so he kind of shows you to the statue. The statue is called the Pirouette of Justice. Um, and it is like kind of a symbol of, um, you know, like order and peace and blah, 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 all that legal bullshit. Um, so, <laughs> um, but it's a symbol of the city. It needs cleaning up. Um, so he uh, says, well, over the next few days, I'd like you to try to uh, clear out some of this junk um, feel free to kind of work at your own pace, um, and, uh, otherwise, uh, move some rocks, uh, and anyway, I've got to organize other parts of the cleanup effort. There's a skyscraper we need to excavate, and, uh, it's going to take some doing. So, uh, let me know if you have any problems, I will, uh, leave you to it. Um, and you're kind of, like, left with this pile of rubble and trash, uh, for you to kind of sort through. <laughs> Just me, my uh, thoughts, and the rubble. Love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a, uh, a warm day. The sun's kind of beating down on you and it's been a while since you've kind of like done like physical labor. Um, yeah. of course you don't have to use the force to start excavating this stuff. You can start, uh, you know, you do see like a set of tools, like a shovel and a pickaxe and stuff. Um, how would you like to go about trying to clear away this statue? Um, yeah, I think Akla and her mind would just section things off. Um, and then go section by section to um, clear everything out that she can with her hands, just like the small rocks and rubble and stuff that she needs to just brush away. And she would go section by section there. And then um, once she gets to the heavier stuff, start trying to move that with her hands. But then I think she would try the, the force just to see if she could. Um, okay. With like that first section. So... Uh... For the initial movement of stuff with, like, your hands and your body, 
Um, I would like you to uh, make me an athletics check to see how uh, how strong you're feeling moving this stuff. Cool. 16 again. Okay. Nice. So uh, you definitely work up a sweat and you feel a little bit out of shape. Uh, like you haven't really like exercised in a while or like really pushed yourself. Um, you kind of feel the way that the, your injuries have sapped some vitality out of you. Um, but you're able to like move like small to medium sized rocks and pieces of debris out of the way. And you kind of start making a more manageable, like organized pile away from the statue and kind of start clearing the smaller junk away. As you get to some of these like larger chunks of rock and like things that need more like uh, doing to really move uh, and you start using the force. So what I would like you to do uh, is make me a force check uh, with disadvantage. Am I using my light attack modifier for that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. That's a 23 for the first one. And a uh, 17 for the second one. Oh, okay. Well, even with disadvantage, you do, you do quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you find like that the, the laborious pattern of... Uh, you know, moving rocks from one location to another and just like, you know, you don't sound like you've got any like music or podcasts or anything like that. It's just <laughs> you and your thoughts and moving these rocks. And you you kind of get into this like familiar rhythm that it like really strikes a chord in your in your body and your mind of like what it was like to train in those initial like moments as like a youngling in the Jedi Order of just like like very repetitive movements, very like deeply entrenched training of of like movement and physical exertion kind of coming out. And you find like almost without even thinking about it, like you're able to like lift a big chunk of rock and you have this moment of like, oh, like I need to like put this like over here in this in this pile and you you move your hand across your body, kind of like gesturing where you want to move this rock. And in this sort of flow state, you fling this rock into the pile of rubble that you were just like working on and you like create a huge mess and like shatter part of like the street asphalt as you like huck this boulder um, and it like flies into some equipment um, and like uh, a couple workers like get hit with some pebbles and stuff like that. Um, and you hear shouts of like, Oi, watch it. What are you doing flinging the rocks like that? Um, I think this just takes her by surprise. Um, I think she would call for Maxie. Like on, like on the phone or whatever. <laughs> um, okay. So as these like instruction workers are like, like bloody rock flingers, what are they doing? You're kind of like, uh, hello, Arcula, what's going on? Uh, Max, I, I think I need to go back for the day. Oh, uh, something the matter? I, I overextended myself. Oh, okay, uh, sure, uh, yes, uh, just, uh, if you're feeling peckish, uh, go, is your excused. Uh, you're not hurt or anything, are you? Um, not, not me, no. Is anybody else hurt? I, I, I moved a rock that was too big for me to move, and I think I might have hit some construction workers. Uh, 
the so just like the way you said that really makes it sound like you flattened somebody. <laughs> um, oh no! So there's kind of this like pregnant pause, and it's like, how bad did did you like smash? I didn't. I didn't like kill anybody. I okay. I think. Well, could you check and get back to me, Akala? Please assess the damage. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll I'll do that, and she hangs up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just like yeah, I, th- I think the thought of her hurting someone on this first day of this new uh, uh, assignment just makes her panic and ask for help. But um, yeah, just a, a talk from Maxie I think helps. So she she goes over there. Um, uh, hello, is it, are are you guys hurt? Is is everything okay? Um, yeah, so you kind of, like, go over to, uh, like, what looks like normal, like, crane, uh, like, excavators that were working on, like, digging out some of this rubble, um, and there's a few, uh, construction workers in, uh, like, orange helmets and, like, vests and other, like, you know, construction gear, um, that are kind of, like, all, like, standing around in a circle and are like, yeah, well, well, mostly all right, just took a few rocks to the, uh, to the old noggin there, but nobody seriously hurt. Was that you? Um, yeah, um, a rock, another rock, a loose rock fell. Um, I, I couldn't stop it, I'm sorry. Make a deception <laughs> check? Um, I'm not that great at deception. Where's my d20? There it is. These guys aren't particularly <laughs> wise. Do you know what I got just now? What? That one. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Shit. Um. Yeah. These construction workers <laughs> kind of look at look at you. Um. Like Aqua is like. I think there's like a mix of like deep embarrassment and like mortification <laughs> that you've like fucked up. So like you you did the, the thing that you wanted, which was to move the rocks, but you did it in such a mm-hmm. like an like a bad way that you're like fuck like i think it's on i think your face is like i think that you probably just like like look sick like just like look yeah. green a little bit well, well she, you already she is are green. like green <laughs> but like you look even like i think like yeah you look whatever like the green version of like super pale is like you yeah. start like losing color super fast in your face and these like burly construction workers <laughs> like kind of look at you and are like like they kind of like chuckle to themselves as they like they recognize your embarrassment and they're like oh, we thought that you folk weren't supposed to lie um she she doesn't respond to that they kind of like yeah like sensing like this like deep they just can't they just like can't like help themselves they're like oh i remember my first day on the job couldn't figure out which way to swing my pick almost took my body's eye out um and they're kind of like ribbing you a little bit, and they're like, "Yeah, she's nothing but a bloody kid. Probably her first assignment. Just gets to fling some rock around." Um, I think this upsets Akala. I think she's gonna like leave or like go find somewhere to just like sit and breathe and collect herself. Okay, so like, yeah, as you kind of are like, like this is upsetting. Like, she's yeah. hurt someone. They're making fun of her. She's failing at this assignment right now. So it's like she needs to <clears throat> do something to keep herself from freaking out right now. 
Yeah, so you, like, leave the situation, and they're kind of, like, still, like, kind of chuckling after you, and they're like, oh, where are you going? We were just teasing. Um, and you kind of, like, go over and, like, find um, a corner, like, behind, um, like, a shattered building, and you're kind of just, like, taking some time mm-hmm. to yourself. Yeah, I think she does just, like, some breathing exercises and just, like, trying like positive affirmations like you did more than you thought you'd be able to do today you know like um you made friends today you like you know (laughs) not not with the construction workers but with the soup kitchen people um like just just trying to stay positive and trying to keep her emotions in check got you yeah um yeah well we'll say that like you kind of go through these these motions you kind of get yourself under control um you know, nobody is like seriously injured, so I think it makes sense. Like you can take the rest of the day, um, and then the next day you get off, and so you're kind of able to just like take some time for yourself. Is there anything you want to do in like a day of free time um, before you have to go back and do other stuff? Um, no, I think just um, yeah, just taking a day to rest is the best thing she can do right now. Cool. All right. So you're uh, you're called back to the construction site, um, and as you get uh, back to the power and lights district into the Argoplex, um, you see that like the statue is like left like it was before. It's about like three, you know, uh, half of the way like uncovered, um, and there's still like some substantial rocks and stuff and like some other damage. You see over by where the uh, construction crew was excavating before. Um, you see that they have um, dug out a circular pit um, with, like, a uh, steel bottom um, that is, like, a container that can be, like, hoisted and, like, removed. Uh, And you see that there's uh, a target painted on the inside of the bottom of the container, like a red and white target, um, and a sign next to it that says Rock Flingin' Pit. Um, and you kind of like see that the construction workers um, have have kind of given you a space to uh, to fling your rocks um, as sort of a uh, a cheeky uh, olive branch. Um, how does Akula react to that? I think probably not warmly at first. I think you know, um, in in this emotional state, she's going to take that as another jab. Um, but I think as the day probably goes on, if you know, if she starts um, moving stuff again, I think she might try it just to just for some target practice, just to see if she can do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, so you're gonna you know you do your normal like rock moving stuff um, mm-hmm. as you can. You kind of like work on this problem. Yeah, and at a certain point you're just like, oh, okay. Also, I don't think up. she wants anyone to see it, so she wants to cover it up <laughs> too. <laughs> uh yeah okay so give me uh give me a force uh check to to fling these rocks good still a disadvantage or no we'll say that uh having gotten over the hump of like doing a big force exertion uh you're now just rolling normal like you feel like you're the strength of the force kind of coming back a little bit that's an eight (laughs) so not great okay uh, so, uh, you, uh, you fling a rock over towards the target, 
um, and you hit the container and you hear a little as you kind of throw like a medium-sized rock like into this metal um, and you see a construction worker pop his head over the other side uh, look down at where the rock hit uh, and you see that it's like on the outer ring of the target and he says one point um, and then goes back to his work um great um i yeah i think she's a little sheepish at that i don't like no one was over there that she could see right so she didn't expect anyone to actually see her do that um yeah they're like working like on the other kind of side of this pit on something else but they're not like focused on you right um (laughs) um i want to try more but i feel like if she does it a lot she's gonna overexert herself um yeah, we'll try it again. Okay. Hmm, that's a nine. <laughs> We're we have doozies of rolls today. This is the day for the for the dice to. It's about growth. <laughs> um, yeah. So a nine. So you fling a rock, <laughs> and you see that the construction worker uh, like look over again, and he says, "One boy." Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, and then you see, like, one of their, like, construction drones that's, like, kind of, like, flying, like, around overhead, like, displays a digital two, like, in tallies, like, <laughs> as it's flying by. Um, um, yeah, okay, one more time. Let's see if we can, th- third time's a charm, right? Let's do it. Okay. That is a 22. <laughs> 22 yeah okay so i, I kind of like this. this is kind of like so you kind of like sit there and you're like two points like no okay so like agala gets a little bit competitive you fling this rock at this at this target in the middle of this pit um and you hear a very satisfying as you threw like this like big old rock at this target mm-hmm. um, and you see one of the construction workers leans over and says oi lads she hit a bullseye <laughs> um, and you see the droid uh, instead of uh, dash two you see ten more uh, dashes uh, come up amazing um, yeah as you as you get 12 points I think she takes a bow <laughs> to them <laughs> you see you see like a you see like construction workers like come up from their equipment and like see you bow and like all start like golf clapping <laughs> Um, in unison um yeah and so uh and so you kind of gain uh a little bit more confidence in your own force uh skills and uh feel feel a little bit of that uh power uh come back uh great so uh your routine is going to change a bit this following week after having a week kind of ramping up uh, in terms of your volunteering duties um, on Monday morning, you get a knock on your door. Dunk, dunk, dunk. Agala, it is uh, Master Ugly. Come in. Door opens, um, and in steps uh, Master Ugly uh, and uh, Master Bronze. Um, Ugly says, uh, Hello, Agala. Uh, how is uh, your volunteering efforts going? Uh, good, good, mostly, mostly good. Very good. Well, we have, uh, I have met with uh, Bronze here and the uh, Jedi Council, and we have been discussing ways in which we could uh, improve upon your uh, remediation period and growth during this time. Bronze, uh, 
came up with the suggestion, uh, considering training camp will begin for the new uh, recruits for Easy Company, uh, which means that there will be a boot camp training on Jedi Temple grounds for the next uh, four weeks. And we decided it would be, uh, what is the term you use, bronze? Good character building for you to uh, join the common rabble in the uh, boot camp program. So uh, in the mornings and early afternoons, you will be spending your time with the soldiers in the barracks doing training. And uh, for a few hours in the afternoon, you will go volunteer and then you will stay in barracks for a foreseeable future. Oh, um, oh, okay. Okay. I think I can do that. Um, I feel like as they're like looking at her, she's got like bags under her eyes. She just looks like probably thin. She She's just like, she's trying to keep herself afloat and just like, it's funny to think of them talking about military training when she's in this state. Um, yeah. Uh, go ahead and uh, give me a uh, insight check. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Six. <laughs> yeah, you're like not really getting the vibe at all of this encounter. Yeah. Like you're like you like were asleep and i think like your sleep has gotten better because like you've been like tired more Mm -hmm. like you've been doing more so you've just been like hitting the sack and you're just really kind of like like what um and like (laughs) are kind of slow to like realize that like you're going to boot camp today yeah um bronze does not look amused normally when you see bronze he's kind of this like He's like military Santa. Right. Where he's kind of just like, he likes weapons, he he does the training, and he, he gives gifts and is jolly. You're seeing very much like, well, first of all, you find the clock that Bronze is not wearing his Jedi uniform. He is wearing a Republic military uniform with the full regalia and like medals and um, pieces of like rank insignia on him. Um, and he kind of like looks at you like lackadaisical in your bed um and says up and adam recruit move your ass get your stuff and get in gear and follow me to the barracks <laughs> I, I i look around for any gear i don't have any gear <laughs> i don't have any military gear i like i guess she gets up but <laughs> yeah uh yeah she gets up as fast as she can which is not very fast <laughs> He's just like looking at you with his arms crossed and says, move, 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 move. Um, where am I going? Um, barracks, right away. She salutes. <laughs> you grab your like toothbrush, I guess. Yeah. And, and whatever like clothes and I stuff you have. Bag, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And you like, you follow, uh, you follow, well, I guess you don't follow. I guess you're you're ordered to march yeah. um, to the barracks, um, and you see uh, there's like other recruits like putting down like their uh, like uh, foot lockers and like other effects like inside the uh, like barracks. And like you know, the barracks is is huge. It houses like a lot of different soldiers that like work closely with 
the Jedi Temple and the Jedi Order. Um, but like these are definitely the new recruit, like bunks, like double bunk style. Like you don't have any sort of privacy or anything. You're like sleeping in a room with mm-hmm. like a hundred other people. Um, everybody's kind of putting their stuff like down and in gear, and you just like notice right away that like all of these people look younger than you. Like everybody looks like yeah, um, you know, normal enlistment age of military uh like 17 18 19 mm-hmm. um a lot of people look scared everybody looks to be in pretty good shape but you, it's like i think kind of hitting you progressively as you look at the people like oh fuck am i in the army now <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i i'm trying to parse how she would react to this um like, I feel like part of her is, like, not super phased because she's been through, like, Jedi training. And I know that Jedi training is not the same as military training, but she's been right. through, like, physical training before. Um, and also, she's, you know, um, been actually out in the field and doing shit. So she might feel like she's a little bit above this, but is not going to, like, complain. Basically, just, like, not worried about it, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, meanwhile, you're kind of, like, looking around, you're seeing, like, like, some people are clearly, like, scared and, like, fuck, like, what have I gotten myself into? Like, not prepared for, mm-hmm. to, like, be yelled at and shit. Yeah. And, like, have to, like, work in these conditions. Um, so you kind of, like, see this, you're kind of, like, feel, like, I, I would imagine, like, are you, are you kind of projecting, like, confidence in this moment or are you just kind of, like, along for the ride? <sighs> I think not confidence but more like apathy maybe like yeah I think like I don't think she means to project like apathy but I think that's what comes off right like I'm like the I'm above this type thing like why are you all so scared uh yeah yeah um so basically like you guys get after a while you guys get rounded up um, a couple of sergeants kind of give you a very, like, basic, like, welcome to the army sort of speech mm-hmm. um, about, like, you know, duty and glory and your your purpose here. And, like, uh, the gist of it is that you get this rundown that, like, Easy Company are uh, a select few, essentially, like, the, the Marines of, like, the Republic Army. So this is, like, special ops training a little bit. But, like, first, like, everybody has to get through, like, normal boot camp, like, the weed out stuff. Um, But you're kind of, like, given this instruction manual as if you're going to be here for a while. And I think your apathy is, like, like, what? Like, I'm not, Mm. like, I'm not part of the army. Um, Yeah, yeah. But, like, you're getting, like, yelled at and chewed out, like, along the way as you guys are, like, ferried to, like, your orientation, like, materials, like, throughout the day. Um and you're kind of like shown some basics about like what to do and stuff. Um, and eventually you guys are like called out to the training yard um, and are ordered to line up. Um, and Bronze is there leading you guys. Uh, he tells you guys to uh, get into formation. And what I would like from you um, is uh, an intelligence check to see if you know or maybe remember what you're supposed to do when your superior officer calls you into formation. An investigate or uh, intelligence, you said? Yeah. Okay. What the fuck is going on with these rolls today? That's a three. 
three. Yeah, so like you were kind of like like lollygagging behind the group as you guys were like being like shuffled from area to area. Um Bronze calls for everybody to form up and you're just like a beat slow and following everybody else, and you're kinda of like, wait, what do we do? And so like you like everybody is like at attention, like in their lines. And you kind of like just kind of like jog up and are like, oh shit, we're supposed to do this now? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> bronze like zeroes in on you immediately and like just starts yelling and going off. And he's like, Recruit, what are you doing, recruit? Why are you late, recruit? Why are you late to my line, recruit? Um, I just get in the line as quick as I can. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to talk back <laughs> to your superior, so I'm not going to. Can you hear me, recruit? Do those two ears at the side of your head work, recruit? Um, yeah, I, like, she just doesn't, she doesn't respond. Are you stupid, recruit? Can you hear me at all? Is there anything going on between those two noggins in your head? I can hear you. You can hear me what, recruit? I can hear you, sir. Oh, well, she's got a brain cell after all. Well, for this smarty pants, it's going to be everybody lined up on the ground. Push up position. If you can't figure out when to be in line, then you can figure out when to do push ups. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) you guys start PT training thanks to your uh, your ineptitude at at military procedure. That's fine. Um, We're just going to roll a D100 here. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, okay, so you guys are going to go ahead and have to do 90 push-ups. What I want, and he's going to count them out, too. Oh, God. So uh, what I would want for you is roll me uh, uh, an athletics check to see... How well you're able to keep up with a PT? 14? 14. Uh, 14 is pretty good, but not amazing. So you get like a solid 60 push-ups in and you're like really feeling it. Um, and you're seeing like other people around you like start to like really give in and drop and like fall to the earth. And you see like other sergeants and people like around are like yelling and like encouraging you guys to like keep going and finish the training and uh eventually like everybody like at the 90th count is like suffering and like mm-hmm. it feels like your arms and your shoulders and your chest are like gonna fall off mm-hmm. um you guys are all dismissed uh and on the way back to the barracks um a uh a several recruits are gonna pass by you uh the first is a twi'lek um, a tweet like man who looks at you um, and kind of like like shoves you as he passes and says nice going rookie you got us all extra PT first day um, another one passes you a tall arcane with white hair says man I'm not going to feel my arms for a week asshole thanks um, and then a third woman uh, a third yeah woman a human woman is just like just passes you and just like such a bitch, um, and then just keeps on walking. Can I trip one of uh, them with the force? <laughs> uh, Roll like sleight of hand. Yeah, let me sleight of hand check. It's a fifteen. Okay. I think I'm gonna aim for the leg first since he pushed me. <laughs> yeah, you're like feeling real petty in this moment, yeah. and you're like. Uh, you like 
as you're like trailing like 20 30 feet behind them like you like reach out your hand to like flick one of their shoes basically just to trip them um and you like reach out your hand and like before you're able to like really fully cast the power you feel like a giant like wrought iron grip strength hand like grip onto your forearm and you look up and you see bronze there looking down at you with his like blonde mustache like looking very serious and says if i see you try to use the force on one of these recruits i will kill you yes sir and he lets go of your hand go to your bunk i go and that's the first day in the army Uh, (laughs) scary Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, post-mortem, wrap-up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and um yeah next week's gonna be the very last story episode season four finale and then um i'm not a hundred percent sure when the wrap-up episodes are gonna happen they may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy um and we're just kind of working around our schedule um so they might not happen for a few weeks we're gonna try to squeeze them in eventually um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. <laughs> um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, 
Yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap ups come out. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Okay. So you, uh, you go back to the barracks. Um, you guys like eat in the mess hall. Uh, you sit alone. (laughs) Nobody's going to sit with you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's fine. And the day is over. Um, the next day, uh, you go through kind of like your first day of like substantive army training. Um, we're not going to like dwell on like the specifics too much. Um, you do some more like physical training. Um, you learn some things about like standard army procedure. Uh, you are sit in a classroom for a little bit. And otherwise, it's like hard work. Um, but you're not like really making any friends here. Mm-hmm. Um, in the afternoon, uh, you're able to go volunteer for a few hours. Um, would you like? Would you rather volunteer at the soup kitchen or uh, with the construction uh, folks? Um, I think probably with the construction to continue trying to build her like force powers back. Nice. Um, so what we're going to do then is just uh, go ahead and roll me three force checks to see what your score for today is um, with the rock flinging. <laughs> That's not one for the first one, but that brings it up to a seven. Uh, second one's a 21. <laughs> the second one's a 17. <laughs> okay, so the nat one, even though it brings up to seven, is going to miss the target completely. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you just hear the construction workers say, not going to count that one. Um, and uh, <laughs> as you kind of like miss the pit a little bit. Um, and then the 21 and the 17, uh, the 21 is going to get you a bullseye. The 17 is going to get you three points. So that's going to bring up to 13 for today's total. Um, yeah. Uh, which is still more than your, uh, previous total. So, uh, you'll hear one of the, the construction workers say new record. <laughs> um, and the day ends, um, on the third day of military training, things go off, um, basically as they, they were, uh, you Today you're doing some obstacle course training, so what I would like is an athletics check uh, to see how you how well you get through the obstacle course. Five. Five. You eat shit all over this course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you like line up and like you go through the course in pairs, um, like against somebody, and you're you're matched up against the Twi'lek that shoved you the other day. Um, and he says, <laughs> well, he doesn't say anything, actually, but it's like a, a swampy kind of muddy day. There's like a light rain. Um, and as you hear the whistle to start, uh, you start like going through this course and have to like scramble up a wall and you get to the other side, but you like fall hard into like a pit of mud and just like get a little bit soaked as you see this like Twi'lek uh, deftly kind of like maneuver their way around the mud pit and like crawl under a wire uh, like fencing uh like there's like a drill where you like crawl in the mud like under Mm -hmm. a bunch of barbed wire yeah um and he like starts starting under that but you get left like behind badly in the dust and just finish the course like completely mud soaked Mm -hmm. um and uh afterwards you guys break for lunch uh you guys are sent to the showers um and like you know you just like kind of 
get like mean ish glances from everybody around you. Mm-hmm. Um, today, as you enter the mess hall, um, you see the Twi'lek, uh, the Arcanian, and the human like all sitting together at like one of the near tables. And after you get your food, uh, they see you, um, and you see that they're like look like all looking at you um, and like focusing very intently on like where you're going. Um, can I insight to see like what the emotion is like just yeah if it's like yeah bullying or something else that's a 12 um they seem like they want to chat okay i will go very confidently sit over there like at their table yeah couldn't help but see you all had wandering eyes so here i am well, okay. Uh the the woman says, um the the Twi'lek says, "Yeah. Miss PT girl. You uh you figured out how to line up this week, I see." I'm doing my best as we all are. Yeah. Well, you suck at the obstacle course, got to say. We uh we heard that there was going to be a plant in the recruit class this year. Rumors kind of got out that the uh, the Jedi were going to throw somebody in with the wolves. Okay, and <laughs> well, it doesn't take uh, doesn't take anybody with eyes to see that you're the uh, you're the one that sticks out among the crowd here, girl. He uh, he kind of like looks around um, and he says, "Like you're older than us. We can see that. Everybody here, they." They were prepared for this. Even the ones that are scared shitless, they joined the army and knew what they were signing up for. But since day one, you look like you just don't give a shit. And the way that you sandbag everything we do just screams somebody that knows that they're not actually going to have to go do any fighting. So are you the plant? I am. <laughs> Knew it. Um, and the uh, the Twi'lek and the Arcanian like exchange money um, as if they had a bet down. Uh huh. And the Arcanian says, "Okay, but like, why? Like, are you just here to make us look bad with the Force? Like, what's the deal?" I might be inclined to tell you if you were nicer, but um, no, I don't think I will give you that nicety. <laughs> Whatever. Like, we care. Just stay out of our way. I'll do my best. And I leave. <laughs> I'm not even going to let him finish his sentence. Yeah, you just, like, get your food and just <laughs> just dip. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, that afternoon, uh, you go back to the, the construction site to uh, start working. Um, you want to you try your hand at the target practice again? Um, yeah, sure. How close am I to finishing, like, getting all this clear? You're getting pretty close. So now you're in kind of the, uh, the second week, or, yeah, so, like, yeah, you're in, like, the second week of working on the statue, and, like, it's getting pretty clear. There's just, like, a couple big rocks left before the statue is, like, ready to go. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm... In fact, you feel like you could probably knock it out today. Yeah, okay. I will do the last few then. Um, three more? Yep. 
That is a non-natural 20. Amazing. A 9 and um, a 17. Nice. So that's a bullseye and then a one point and then a two point. So that's uh, so that's 13 again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she's topped out at 13, but at least the statue's clear. Um, and you see that like, yeah, like, oh, you actually did like clean up the whole the whole statue area. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little chipped. There's definitely some some chunks that got taken out of the statue. Um, but you realized that you're you're done with this project um, and that you can uh, move on to something more uh, strenuous. Um, what uh, would you like to do? Um, are there like any doorways that are blocked um, or like roadways that are blocked? The, I, I heard the, the ladies talking about some sort of blockage on one of the streets. Yeah. Can I go look for that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were talking about one of the major thoroughfares that like goes through the concentric circles, like of the the Power and Life District towards the center Argoplex. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you uh, you like follow like the noise of construction and like the blockage of rubble to this like um, big like highway like on the ground that has like a, a massive like. Um, like shard of spaceship in the middle of it that is just like uh still very like red hot and glowing from its entry into the atmosphere and so like it's it's so hot and like sort of unstable like with the machinery inside of it that it's difficult for conventional um tools to really move it and you do see like maxi kind of like just like sitting on top of like a construction excavator just with his like hand in his or his head in his hand just like looking at it like god damn it like i don't know how to get this unblocked um would you like to approach him yeah um what what's the deal here maxi oh hello Akula. um yes just um just a big chunk of uh radioactive spaceship just leaking hyperspace fluid into the concrete, and I am not confident about how to move it. Uh, that's not good. Have you sent someone to go examine it? Well, it's a bit difficult to get close to without special equipment, because it's um, sort of irradiated. Uh, right. But from here, we know that, you know, it's just a matter of lifting it up with the force. I'm just... So sleepy, and I need to like lift it all the way up to to that thing up there. And you see, like, there's a hovering, um, not a speeder. It's much bigger than a speeder, but like a hovering ship that has mm. like a sidecar, like a container that is like very, very big that is like hovering. Um, and you see that like basically he needs to like grab this thing with the force, lift it high into the air, and like put it mm-hmm. in like a radioactive proof like basket on the right. ship. Uh-huh. Um, and just and he's just like belly aching about it a little <laughs> bit. Um, uh, I could try to help. Oh, would you do that? Oh, I would love some some assistance. Okay, well, all together now, and he kind of um, <laughs> he stands up. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll me a force check. Let's go. Um, shit, I moved it, so I could have rolled it. Didn't see what I got. Um, thirteen. 13. Okay, let me roll for him. 
Okay, here we are, the 19. Yeah, so together you guys are able to do this, uh, this task together, and you both kind of like with big gestures of your hands like lift up this spaceship from the uh the middle of the road um and you see that it is like glowing like a pretty dangerous looking green um from a reactor inside of it as it is like dumped into this container love it um yeah and you clear it um and kind of huffing maxi turns to you and says well i can see that you're feeling some of your old strength again how is uh i heard that bronze has uh kept you on a pretty tight leash over on the uh, the old military training grounds, how's that been going? Yeah, it's um, going as you would expect military training to go. So terribly, then. Yeah. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. It's always a tricky situation, you know. As a Jedi, we're never going to get a, a fair shake amongst common folk trying to just make their way as soldiers and... Well, Bronze is a real hard ass when it comes to actually being a military man. He's uh he's not been too keen on you since the old uh power and lights district thing. Yeah, I can tell. I wouldn't take it uh too too personal, though I know that's probably hard. I think he just sees a bit of himself in you, Zor. A bit of himself? Oh well. What do you he, mean? What, what do you mean by that? Oh well, I do suppose you're a bit young. You wouldn't really know. Um. Well, I was, I was just a just a wee thing when when really I heard about it. By that point, it was more more rumor. But um, way back when Bronze was a a young Jedi Knight. He was um, he was assigned to Hosnian Prime during a, a rebellion to overthrow a sort of corporate monopolistic dictatorship that had taken hold there. Um, and as an ally of Coruscant and the Core Worlds, of course, we sent Jedi there to help. And, and Bronze was the leader of that initiative to overthrow this dictatorship. Um, well, long story short, is um, they started committing horrible war crimes, which kind of necessitated a, a quick close to the conflict. Um, and Bronze sort of, uh, went a bit overboard. I understand he got, uh, sort of in trouble for that in, um, not too dissimilar way as yourself. Um, but it was such a, a sweeping victory for the Republic forces that, you know, there wasn't really any consideration of exiling him or, or whatnot, but he... It's why he doesn't go out much anymore, as far as I understand. He he mostly sticks to the forge now, um, and has kind of taken off combat assignment. But he's uh, still been sort of a, a military leader and figure since then. So I think he he takes it all a bit um, to heart. Um, this like this opens Akala's eyes like a lot, like. Um, I don't think she previously knew about anyone who had been through something that she's been, that she's going through literally right now. Um, so that is, um, a lot of information that she's taking in. Um, and I think she shows that on her face, but doesn't maybe say it out loud. Um, wow. Um, 
I did. I didn't know that. How how long ago was that? Oh, this is decades ago, thirty years ago. She nods. Um. Okay. Um. Good. Good to. Good to know. Yeah. Well, anyway, I've got some paperwork to finish up, and I'm so sleepy. I've got so much work to do. Um, to talk, and he uh he like force jumps his way, <laughs> like off. <laughs> off screen. Off somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. So, how does Akula feel about? sort of like the military training aspect of this like rehabilitation with kind of this uh revelation in mind uh, i think she wants to go talk to bronze like as soon as she can um yeah she like wheels are spinning in her head about all this um like yeah now she knows why like he was so mean to her um yeah she wants to go talk to him as soon as she can Okay, so this is how that shakes out. Um, you have like three and a half more weeks of military training, so we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Okay. Um, you kind of get into this routine of like military training throughout the day, go and volunteer a little bit in the evenings, come back and like hang out with the soldiers. Um, as these next like this next week or two progresses, while you don't like become – friends with anybody like your candor with those soldiers about like yes like i'm the jedi plant like i'm just gonna do my own thing um like people definitely like look at you weird and like don't understand and since you never like really explain why you're there um and like they just kind of assume that you're there to just like be a benchmark basically and so everybody's like trying really hard to like compete against you Mm -hmm. um so what we're going to do is we're just going to like just do for me like an athletics role um just like see how you're performing physically and then give me a like a charisma role after that to see like how you're doing socially Uh, athletics was before okay Charisma was an a, or a non-natural 20, though, so. <laughs> okay, so, like, in terms of athletics, like, it's not that you're not working hard. It's, like, you're not used to relying so much on just your physical body to, like, do all of this. Yeah. Because, like, when you do, like, force jumps and stuff and, like, augment your speed, like, you're doing magic to do that. Yeah. You're not like you're not like being straight up with yeah. it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So like having to like run like multiple miles and like you know be in like heavy gear, like you're straight up like marching through the rain, like doing cross country and all that. All the time like like doing this and not like being at the top of the class over the next like two weeks, you get this reputation of like fuck. Rash is really struggling, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pe- like, like there's been, there have been, t- but you've got like a high charisma role, right? Mm-hmm. So like how I think this works out is like after a few times of like struggling and like getting winded and like needing help and like getting chewed out by bronze and other sergeants, like one day, like on a mud run, um, the Arcanian falls back with you and like sort of like picks you up a little bit as you stumble and starts like running with you 
on like this long march and um as you're kind of huffing he says like for a plant you're really dog shit at all of this uh i think that makes her laugh because i think she knows it's not not in he's not trying to be mean um yeah i am used to having some magic help me out (sighs) yeah well welcome to the world of the rest of us yeah no kidding hope you enjoy your stay (laughs) um he says my name is phaedrid she, she reaches out her hand, to, or maybe just like a fist bump as they're running. Um, yeah. Akula. Yeah. Um, wait. So you are the one of the people that was doing the, the things underground? Underwent the big battle in the, the Red Marshes? Not the Red, the Red Maw, I mean? Yeah, that was, that was me. So why are you here? It's a long story. It's a long run. <laughs> um, maybe not the best time for me to get into it. Okay. I'm getting lightheaded so, just doing this voice. <laughs> so, okay. So we'll, we'll flash forward a little bit, like, to the end of the run. Looks like you and Phaedrid and uh, the Twi'lek, whose name that you, you learn, his name is Tether, um, and the human woman, Melanie. They're all kind of, like sitting around kind of like questioning you like so like why are you here at boot camp like what are you doing here like you're supposed to be a hero like a fully fledged jedi like why are you running around with us in the rain like that sort of questioning right um i think i will be honest but not give full details okay so like what does that look like so, like, just kind of alluding to the fact of, like, <laughs> kind of lost it a little bit, and now I'm trying to get back on the rails. Um, Basically, that sort of thing, but not, you know, going into the whole, you know, spiel. So you, you don't, like, fully explain, like, why you, like, snapped or, like, how that whole, like, process went down. But you basically tell them, like, listen, like, I was there fighting a thing sort of got out of hand, yeah. broke some internal rules of the Jedi, and I'm, like, now getting, like, punished slash rehabilitated for it. Is mm-hmm. that kind of what... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you kind of explain this, like, a small crowd of people kind of gather around you and, like, tether the the Twi'lek, like, as you explain this and, like, kind of are vague and cagey about it, like, is kind of, like, putting his hands to the side of his, like, <laughs> temples and is, like... Fuck. Oh, man. We were picking (laughs) fights with a Jedi who got sent to boot camp because they lost it in a fight. They're like, fuck, like, we were playing with dynamite, dude. (laughs) Like, what were we doing? So, like, people kind of, like, they realize that, like, yeah, okay, so this Jedi, like, maybe sucks at PT, but, like, is here ostensibly because they got court-martialed for being mm-hmm. too rogue, like, being a rogue badass. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> your your social situation, though started very rough in the, in the military, has gotten to a place where it's, like, people, you're, like, more accepted. Yeah. People kind of realize why you're there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little bit more trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout this time, like, you haven't really gotten a good, like, word in with bronze. So one day, the following week, you're in the mess hall um, after kind of doing some training exercises, 
and uh, you see Bronze is like in the mess hall, um, like sitting with some officers. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go sit like across from him. <laughs> so, so you go to sit, and Bronze says, "Officers' table only." I was hoping I could I could speak with you, Bronze. Um, he kind of like glances at the other officers, and then like stands and like starts to like walk over like out from the mess hall like kind of with you but okay. like definitely like leading you uh-huh um and you kind of he kind of like leads you to like a side hallway and just kind of like crosses his arms and like looks expectantly at you um i think at first she just says i um been improving i think with um the other the other recruits um he just like he doesn't say anything but just like gives you you know that like thing like dads do when they hear something <laughs> that, like they approve of and they kind of like they like frown but it's like, mm-hmm. a good frown you yeah. know he kind of like yeah, does yeah, yeah. that and like <laughs> kind of like nods at you yeah. like, mm. i i really i really am trying you know and I know why you're being hard on me. I know it's just to make sure that I'm improving. And I, I want to thank you for that. He uh, continues to like nod and like he like closes his eyes for a second as he kind of takes that in. Um, he puts a hand on your shoulder and looks at you in, in your eyes and says, Graduation from boot camp is in three weeks. I expect that you'll be in tip-top shape. I am trying, but I do need help. I can't do this on my own. Um, he, He still has the hand on your shoulder, and he kind of like looks around for a second sees the hallway is clear, and then, like, pulls you in for a hug. Like a big bear hug. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's what I wanted. Um, great. Um, and he says, like, in this hug, like, like, stay strong. Like, it's hard, but you'll get through it. I think still not, not pulling away from the hug, um, she gets a little teary-eyed. Um, how did you do it? <laughs> how did you overcome it? Um, he he like pulls away a little bit and like looks at you, and he kind of like shakes his head, and you kind of intuit the sense of like. How do I explain, Mm -hmm. like, how much, like, happened in my life in, like, a way, like, you kind of, like, see, like, him, like, relive just, like, a thousand things that Mm -hmm. happened from, like, when he fell to, like, when he got better. And he's, like, I changed and I grew. And I had to 
listen when I was told by my friends that it would get better. But it takes time. And sometimes it's not on your schedule. Sometimes it's on the world's schedule. Was it this tiring for you? I'm just, I'm exhausted all the time. It's constant. It's a constant fight. It's by design. We didn't, we didn't put you in boot camp by accident. It's the hardest when you're tired. But if you can do it now, when we're forcing you to be tired and hungry and beaten down and broken down all the time, then when you stare it in the face when it really matters, you'll be ready. She nods. Thank you. Kurt. And uh, he, uh, he leaves you and goes on. Um, okay, so now we're, we're actually going uh, to, to jump a little farther in time. So like during kind of the rest of your training period uh, with Easy Company, um, you, you get a visit from Master Ugly. Um, you're just kind of like doing like your morning like guard duty outside one of the, the like barrack stations. Mm-hmm. Um, and Uglay approaches you and says, Akala, soldier Akala, look at you in your uniform. So cute. She salutes him. Ah, da, and he salutes back. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, I will find someone to relieve you. Today we start our special training. Oh, uh, okay. It is uh, time to start uh, getting back into the workshop and uh, building us some new toys, eh? Yes, God. Yes, please. <laughs> Very good. Um, and uh, he calls over um, some other recruits to like relieve your post. Um, and he takes you to the, uh, the Jedi workshop. I mean, he sits down with you and like a set of blueprints and some scrap metal and says, um, oh, and also he still, I think he's, do you have your crystal or did, did you ever get your crystal back? I, I don't think you did. I think Ugla gave it to me, right? Mm. During that, convers- that first conversation. Um, unless he took uh, yeah. it with him, um, but I, I was gonna say I, she probably has it on her at all times. Yeah, so you have yeah. soul. It's still kind of this like murky, like turbulent red. Yeah. Um, and that's we're gonna say that's on the table in front of you. And he says, "Well, so uh, we it is getting time where we you're starting to progress quite well with um, how things are going." Uh, we need to start thinking about uh, next steps in uh, rebuilding soul and uh, dealing with this uh, crystal and uh, getting things sort of on the mend. So uh, we should probably talk about uh, how to purify a kyber crystal. Is uh, you know not easy task, but uh, can be quite simple if you know what you are looking for. Uh, 
So, uh, your kyber crystal is, is red, it weeps, it is uh, full of turbulent energy, it, it does not feel good. This is uh, a, a, a vessel in pain. Um, and it is in pain because it is a reflection of uh, you the last time that you used the kyber crystal. So, uh, since it is your crystal, it uh, makes more sense that you are the one to heal it. So, uh, we need not do this today, but I wanted to talk to you about um, how it is we do that. So, because this crystal reflects the turbulence in your heart the last time you use it, that is uh, the feeling that is swirling inside there. What you need to do to purify it is to... Uh, Connect with your crystal, open the gates, so to speak, uh, to let that feeling flow and to receive it and replace it with what it should be, which is uh, a natural reflection of light in your own heart. Uh, okay, makes, makes sense, I guess. Well, that is good. If it did not make sense, I'd be worried that you are not ready. Duh. So... Whenever you are ready, you may attempt to do that. Like I said, it does not need to be today. But with that in mind, we will be needing something to uh, put the crystal in. Yeah, you're right. Have you given much thought to how you want to rebuild your lightsaber? Well, I did kind of get used to the shape. So I think I'm going to keep that, but maybe a different design on the front? Okay, sticking with the shield, I like this, makes sense to me. Um, you kind of like gather some materials and stuff for you, um, and you guys start kind of like working on the designs for your lightsaber. Um, does, does Akla feel like she wants to try to purify soul now, or does she want to keep working and waiting on stuff? No, I don't think she feels that she is ready to do that yet. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we're going to pass some time and you continue, um, with your, uh, martial training in the military, um, and you, uh, like start getting into the part of your training where you guys are really like doing simulated combat. Um, so you've been like working in teams with Tether, um, and Phaedrid and Melanie to like accomplish tactical objectives. Um, you've been learning a lot about how to fire blasters which is something that you weren't very familiar with before mm -hmm. um what do you think uh Akula feels as she sort of gets like deep into this military training and as she sort of like has like a like a more team atmosphere and like things start going well like how do you think she develops over this time in the military um yeah i think like team work is not something she's like um like alien to because you know usually jedi go on missions you know with other jedi and she's been working mm -hmm. on a team with ellen rama for this whole time um but i think with like the other learning how to use other weapons that aren't lightsabers are is like good for her sense of like security i guess um like if she you know now I think, like, if she were in need and didn't have her lightsaber, she could pick up a spear and know how to defend herself. Um, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I think she's, I think she's really leaning into it well because, yeah, it's just a, a good sense of security. Um, 
And it's nice just fighting on a team with other people, I think. It's not lonely. Yeah, I think what you find as you kind of train with these people is that, like, for as much as you kind of, like, were not the peak physical recruit during, like, the PT version, like, portion of this, um, in terms of, like, actual combat prowess, like, you kind of get this reputation for being, like, very sharp-witted, very observant, um, and, like, accurate, too, with your ability to, like, use projectile weapons and stuff. Um, And so, good, yes, I think that you feel, like, this kind of sense of confidence brimming. Um, And it gets down to the last week, um, and, like, boot camp is coming to a close, and everybody's going to graduate um, from basic training. Um, which would like conclude your time, your eight, like your, your like five week course in the military, um, on graduation day, um, you all line up in your like formal uniforms, um, and are given your like formal ranks as like privates in, in easy company. Um, some of them get promoted to officers. Um, you were not considered for officer promotion because, Theoretically, if you did become a Jedi, like your your base rank would be an officer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just like keep you as private. Um, you do see that Phaedrid does get a promotion. He gets promoted to sergeant. Um, and uh, like you kind of get your freedom back a little bit. You're no longer like required to like live in the army. Um, but however, you do have like scheduled patrols with your old squad now led by Phaedrid around the construction sites of the power and lights district that you're expected to do every once in a while. Um, as like, you know, you're now like a formal part of the military, like rank and file. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's kind of this like very proud moment during the graduation ceremony where bronze like pins a set of like wings to your chest um, in honor of like getting to easy company. And you see him like, just like very stern, like looking ahead, like don't look the girl in the eyes, don't look the girl in the eyes. And then he does, and he's like, oh, there's a deer. And there's like kind of like a single, like little little teardrop as like you know he congratulates you on, on getting through basic training mm-hmm. um and so your time in the military comes to a close um and you're allowed to kind of like have more free time and like go volunteer as you will um is there anything you would like to do kind of in like this this space of free time before you get called to do other things is going on yeah i think as time goes on um i think like with some more free time i think akala comes to appreciate like taking walks just as a free person um (laughs) around the jedi temple and like wherever else um so it just feels good and i think something that she is probably drawn to is the uh like vegetation and flowers and gardening that takes place um around the jedi temple and i think she seeks out materials to start her own little patch of garden mostly just like flowers maybe a few herbs and spices and stuff but yeah yeah so like one day you are uh tending to your flower garden um, at a little plot that you've been allotted um, on the Jedi, like temple grounds, kind of near the forest um, by the, the Sancti mountains um, that kind of flank the Jedi temple. Um, and you kind of feel a presence hover over to you. 
Um, and I say hover because it is Master uh, Emmy Grimwald, the Grand Master of the Jedi Order, floating as as always about four feet above the ground um, in her robes. And she says, hello, child. Hello, Master Grimwald. Lovely garden you've cultivated. Thank you. Oh, do I see some geraniums? Oh, how lovely. Um, <laughs> how... How are you finding uh, your your uh, time of rest here at the Jedi Order? It's been fruitful, I think, literally. And she kind of <laughs> gestures to the garden. Um, but it's, I don't, I'm not done yet. I, I still have some progress I need to make. Oh, yes. No, yes, that the... the the path towards self-growth and discovery meanders ever onward. Ever onward. As this old lady kind of like looks into the distance for a second <laughs> and is like, fuck a mile. Um, <laughs> she looks back at you um, and says, hmm, yes. Oh, also, congratulations, Private, on graduating into the formal ranks of Easy Company. Though your military education uh, will not be mandatory going forward, should you ever wish to experience military life more fully, you will always have a home there. Also, I've been told. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee going back anytime soon, but maybe in the future if I need something to do. Still, there is nothing like the rigor of military training to instill some much-needed lessons of discipline, self-worth, and the good value of crawling around in the mud. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Uh, I'm glad that you think so. <laughs> well, uh, as I see that you're, you're working quite well on your progress to being more fully connected to the Force, as I've heard that you've been playing a very fun game of darts with the construction workers at the Power Knights District involving some rubble, which is very amusing. Uh, yeah, they kind of, they set it up for me. It wasn't my idea. I hope I didn't hurt anything doing that. Oh, no. In fact, it was very good for morale. <laughs> There's been talk around the town of of the rock-slinging Akala, who is uh, trying to rack up the high score whenever she can get a free moment. Uh, <laughs> she, she goes on to say, the people of the Power and Lights really do look up to the Arcanauts, and especially you, since you've stuck around and helped out with the rebuilding effort. Most people are far too polite to go up and bother you, especially when you're flinging rocks around, but it has not gone unnoticed, and the construction workers sing your praises most of all. Yeah, I, I don't really feel like I deserve all that, all that praise. Mm, and maybe you don't. But we cannot control such things. People will praise or disparage us as they see fit. But as you know, it is the intentions on the inside and the actions that breed forth from those intentions that really make the person. And it is not wrong that the people have noticed that there has been more life and mirth around where Akala Resh has dipped her fingertips in. In fact, you may not know this, but your graduating class, in particular the three compatriots that you spent most of your time with, was one of the most highest passing classes that we've had at the academy. And their scores were particularly strong in terms of strategy and teamwork. 
Um, yeah, she chews on that for a minute. Um, that makes her feel really good. Um, that is amazing to hear. I think a lot of my classmates just like to say that they were able to outperform a Jedi. And that has its own value. It is good to foster the kinds of relationships you have been experiencing, not just as a person, but between the Jedi Order and the people around us. It is good that people see us as people too, with our own strengths and weaknesses. And while you may suck at running the 12-mile decathlon, you are quite good at bringing people together when it counts. And it's good for them to see that too. Besides, we let the soldiers do all the heavy running. I haven't used my legs in 40 years. <laughs> see how, how well it's working out for me? And she starts kind of like floating and darting around in front of you. You're absolutely glowing. I know it. <laughs> and speaking of glowing, there is something that I would like to teach you. Because I think it would be very helpful for you in particular. But I feel it may not be the time as you still have work yet to do on soul. When you have gotten that crystal back into tip-top shape, come see me for a little exercise, will you? Of course. Indeed. Have a good day with your garden, and she uh, <laughs> floats off. Yeah, I think Akla just giggles to herself, like, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird lady. Has she been through military training? <laughs> she kind of alluded to that. Like, what, what history does this woman have? Yeah, um, and you kind of go about your day. Um, what would you like to do next? So you're you're kind of I can I I have something that you can do. Okay. Um, that is that is on the schedule, or if you'd like to use some more free time to pursue anything in particular, I'll let you do that. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I can just go to whatever's whatever's next. Okay. So, uh, though I said that you are graduated, there are some, like, patrol duties that you have to do. And so you get assigned to a night patrol duty around the Power and Lights District um, outside of the police station to kind of keep things safe, make sure nobody comes mess with the construction equipment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it is you and, like I said, uh, you and the, uh, the, the company that you were working with, or the, uh, the, the squad that you were uh, friends with, Tether, Phaedrate, and Melanie, um, and you guys are in your uh, your your military uniforms um, with your you know insignias and looking all spiffy and stuff um, with your your blaster pistols and rifles and stuff. Um, and as you're kind of patrolling around the Argoplex, you hear coming from some of the rubble um, like something big moving. Um, and uh, Feodred kind of like halts everybody with a hand gesture as you kind of hear some rubble moving and says. Um, we've got movement. Everybody stay calm. Our orders are to not engage. We're to, we're to alert the higher-ups, uh, as soon as possible. Um, and he kind of, like, starts backing up, and he says, uh, out loud, Somebody's in the rubble. Come out with your hands up. We don't want to shoot you. There's no, there's no trouble here. Um, and you, uh, see the rocks sort of, like, shift and move again as, like, something big kind of like stands up from under the rubble um, and you see a two big like green three-fingered clawed hands like big pick up a huge rock and throw it at you all um, please roll me a dexterity saving throw <laughs> uh, I have plus six to that let's fucking go oh my god do you know what I just rolled <laughs> what 
guess. Not one. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? What is so, going on? A juvenile rancor steps up out of the rubble and with a big yell, throws a big rock in your direction. Um, on a nat one, you know what you do? I get knocked out cold. <laughs> you shove your friends out of the way. You uh, you shove uh, Melanie and uh, Tether. Uh, you shove Melanie and Tether to the ground and really just like take this rock on the chin um, and kind of get like pinned uh, underneath it a little bit. Um, you're going to take... 10,000 points of damage. <laughs> you take 15 points of damage from this rock. Okay, that's fine. Um, and you're going to get knocked to the ground. Um, these soldiers kind of like rush up like next to you um, and like they kind of like get this rock off of you and they you all like take cover behind this rock as this like juvenile rancor, which like looks like, you know what a rancor looks like. It's the thing in the rancor pit. Um, in uh you do remember this, don't you? Maybe. From, How do you spell from, that? Uh, a rancor is the thing that was in oh. the pit that, that Luke Skywalker fought in yeah. Jabba's palace. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. It's the big troll-looking thing. Lol. It's essentially a, a like, juvenile troll. Um, gotcha. It's, like, it's like 13 feet tall, mm -hmm. um, you know, medium-sized beast, three-fingered, big eyes, big teeth. Um, and... Uh, Immediately, your compatriots get on the radio and start like signaling to the higher ups. I'm like, like, there's a large beast that is going around the rubble in the power of the lights district. Uh, our orders are to not engage. Are we able to fire on this thing? And you hear them say like back, like basically like no, like stay put, like wait for backup, like you're not cleared to engage. Um, but this rancor is running around in the Argoplex, and you see him like messing up construction equipment. Um, your orders are to not engage. Akala, what are you going to do? Are you just going to sit tight and wait, or are you going to go confront this thing? I'm going to do neither of those things, um, if you'll allow it. Um, yeah, what do you want to do? I want to use one of my force powers, if you'll allow it. Sure. Um, okay, I'm going to try Cloud Mind, um, which is basically the sleep spell. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, 22 HP. Um, so if it has less than 22 HP, I think it falls asleep. Okay, it has more than 22 HP, but this thing is exceptionally dumb. This thing has an okay. intelligence score of four. Okay. So what I'm going to say is that, so um, you kind of disobey orders a little bit and like, get out from behind this cover and as this thing like is like spots you and starts like lumbering towards you you like wave your hands in front of you and cast this cloud mind spell mm -hmm. and it does take effect and like for, for basically like half its hp's worth of points like it you see its brain like really go truly head empty <laughs> yeah. and it like starts to like slow and kind of stumble around like it's drunk yeah um, and it looks like it's like unsteady on its feet. Like it could be like easily knocked over. Okay. Um, like, like it could be knocked over or it is going to fall over. 
Like it could be knocked over. It's not fallen over. It's just like stumbling around. Okay. Um, I don't know if I want to knock it over for fear of like breaking something else. Um, yeah. Well, you've been practicing with the target, so oh. <laughs> this is kind of an application of that <laughs> principle. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Is there any debris nearby that I could throw at it? Tons. Yeah. 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 Okay. Then let's do that. Um, so you, like, like go out to confront this beast, and Phaedra's like, Agala, what are you doing? We're not supposed to engage. You're breaking orders. Just trust me, okay? Um, and then you start levitating a giant rock in front of you, like a medium-sized rock, yeah. like a good, like, two-hand-holded sort of rock. Yeah. Um, and go ahead and make me, um, yeah, like, go ahead and throw this thing. I guess, wait, do you need to make an attack roll for this? I guess, uh... That's up to you, my dude. Well, I guess we'll, yeah, we'll do it in the same way that we were applying. Since this isn't real combat. Anyway, we'll do it in the same way that we were applying the target, which is just like okay. make me a force check. Yep. Let's see how, how well you do it. This thing has an AC. I'll judge it off of that. Yeah. Um, 15. 15. Yeah. So you hit this thing's armor class. So you bonk this thing straight in the head um, like you would in the center of the target. Um, and you see its, uh, its you know, clouded minded self. As it gets hit with this chunk, like it completely like falls over and passes out, and you knock over this uh, this juvenile rancor um, in the middle of the argoplex. Um, but you know, disobeyed orders in doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phaedrid kind of like goes over to you to like check out what you did and was like, "Whoa, that was pretty cool." Um. Yeah. Thanks. Just part of the whole Jedi thing. <laughs> Um, and the Melanie kind of comes up behind you with like her fingers outsplayed and be like, Ooh, spooky Jedi magic. <laughs> um, and they kind of like report in that the thing like fell over and fell asleep. Um, you kind of hear your superiors being like, Oh, well, good work. Glad no shots are fired. Must have escaped from the zoo when, when the battle happened. It's fine. We see this a lot. Um, and like some helicopters come over to like extract it out. Um, but the day ends. Um, the kind of uh, last like step in your journey after all of this is to kind of deal with soul. So do you feel like Akala is ready at this point to try to pursue that? I think she needs to talk to someone before being able to do that. Okay. Um, Who would you like to talk to? I would like to go talk to Maxi. Okay. Um, yeah, you find Maxi, um, in his office in the Jedi temple, um, just like working on paperwork and stuff. Um, he's kind of in like a small corner office, the window and a lot of, a lot of books and papers kind of stacked everywhere. Mm -hmm. You like knock and enter and he's like, Oh, hello, Akla. Um, yes, yeah, take a seat. And he, he kind of like clears a bunch of books off of like a big comfy chair. Um, yeah. And he sits on the other side of a desk and like you guys are like partially obscured from like stacks <laughs> of papers and books and stuff. And he's like, well, so what can I do for you today? Uh, what can I help you with? I'm not I'm not bothering you. Am I? You don't have a whole lot to do. I have a ton to do and it's all paperwork. So please bother away. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, I just I wanted to talk to you quick about something, if that's hmm. OK. Sure. Um, way back when I was first brought back 
here after the cave. Mm. I um was a little out of hand and I let that affect you. I up until now I think I wasn't really able to take account for my actions. Um, she's kind of stumbling over her words a little bit. Um, just kind of a little nervous because um, she knows how Maxie can be. Um, I I just I I wanted to say I'm I'm sorry for raising my voice with you. Yeah, and he kind of like nods through all of this and he uh, says, I accept your apology, Akala. I. We have all had to confront the reality of the consequences of the way the Jedi Order has done business for the past while. And it has become the majority sentiment within the Jedi Order, if not necessarily the Jedi Council, that perhaps there has been too much stick and not enough carrot with the way that we sort of deal with the problems within our own order and with the way we handle things out in the world and the public. And to be honest with you, up until a few months ago, I really saw myself as this rigid marble figure of law and order and rules and absolutity and and frankly my home got bombed and it kind of shaped everything differently i i started paying attention to the fact that when there are no roads and people's homes are gone that being super conventional and rigid all the time just leads you nowhere but to headaches and so i guess what i'm saying is i'm i'm sorry too because i've spent too much of my life trying to enforce a set of rules when instead i should have been living to try to make things better not only for you but for for people in general um to do my job better than i have been I think that's a very mature way of looking at it. Thanks. I I don't say this enough, but you are like a brother to me. He like you see, he <laughs> he in a very like British male way <laughs> just got stabbed in the emotional center of his being and you see like his shoulders hunch forward and his neck recede as he like almost sort of like curls into his chair and says, thank you. I mean, <clears throat> thank you. Ah. Uh, I've always known you're a big softy in the heart. Oh, is it that obvious? To me it is. I love you, Akala, like a sister. Um, and I'm always, always going to be there for you. I'm just glad that you're not... Oh, 
just you're not uh, out of pocket quite so much anymore. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of out of pocket, though, um, seems like your uh, your troop, uh, the Argonauts, have been on a, a bit of an adventure. I did get a notification that somebody used their Jedi login from the atmosphere of Rodia to get some secret files, and there's only a handful of Jedi I know around Rodia, so I have a feeling that, oh, things must be going swimmingly somewhere out there in the galaxy for them. Uh, that's, you know, comforting, but I'm sure that they're handling themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and why does it feel like then that... I'm getting that, I get that feeling, you know, where it's like you've left the house and you're not sure if the oven's still on. I have that, but all the time when I think about them. Does that make sense? I, as someone who was part of that group, yes, I... 100% understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um... Do you, do you know what they accessed? Uh, yes, but the whole point of that information being secret and password restricted is that people weren't supposed to access it. So, yeah, I do. Just some junk about when Elle went missing. Just some medical files and research notes from Kobe Cornelius and bunch of other stuff that is over my head right um do you need me to go like i maybe i shouldn't be asking this i shouldn't ask this right i i do you need me to check up on them i he kind of like laughs and says I know that I'm, like, sort of an authority figure right now with the rebuild and all that, but deploying Jedi is not my responsibility whatsoever. Um, something to bring up with uh, our Jedi Master or the various others that are in control of that sort of thing. Right. But if it were my decision, I mean, if you're feeling up to it, um, are you feeling up to it? I don't... I mean, I don't have a weapon, so maybe not yet, but maybe, maybe once, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Um, I don't know. Like, she, like, she's got a lot of emotions going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you sort that out and we'll, you can figure that out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. Speaking of which, uh, I think it's time that you, you get cracking on soul. Um, real quick, can I give him a hug before I leave? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you guys kind of like stand up as you're you're ready to adjourn, um, and you sort of like like squeeze by some like books and papers, like stacks <laughs> of papers, trying to not knock anything over. And you guys share a nice, nice Jedi hug. Aww. Yeah, very good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. let's get this puppy working. Uh, so. You sit down with Uglay in the Jedi workshop, and he kind of sits across from you and says, All right, uh, are you feeling ready today to continue on? I, yes, I want to try. Good. Well, that's all you need to do. Don't feel like if you don't succeed at first that it won't ever happen. You know, just believe. And, and like I told you earlier, remember, hold on to, to the good feelings, the, the, the friendships you've made, the ways that you've grown. Uh, and it's uh, don't get bogged down in the pain of the past, yeah? Yeah, I, I 
I'll try. Very good. Um, well, whenever you're ready, go ahead and uh, grab Sol, and uh, we'll get these process rolling. Uh, yeah, Sol's always on me, so I probably just take him out of my pocket <laughs> and uh, uh, give it my all. Yeah, so um, as you've been described, you kind of like go into this like meditative state where you um, connect to the force with a crystal in your hand. And it's a very similar process to when you first got this crystal where like holding it in your hand and you feel this like innate connection. But true to what Ugle said, the negative feelings of the like rage and feelings of revenge and like giving into your darkest impulses that are like locked in the crystal flood into you. So what I want from you um, is a constitution check. Um, with inspiration to like withstand um, the negative energy flowing into you. My con is flat, so love yeah. to see it. Well, you get inspiration. Okay, that's an 11 for one roll. That's a 12 for the second roll. Okay, um, it's a little tough. So you get flooded with these feelings, these emotions of um, like terrible anger and you kind of like feel um, in your jaw like a real tightness as you start grinding your teeth and like for a moment you're like back underground in that cave like coming out of the pit and like seeing Elle's like hand being dismembered and for a moment you're like back in there so you're like and it, it hurts like you really do feel like it take a toll on you and you start to feel like some of those feelings again, like in the present moment. Um, but you did what you needed to do, which was to open the connection and the flow of energy. It is now up to you to change this crystal and to write your own path. So what I would like for you to do um, is to roll me a, uh, a wisdom check, um, since that is the light side uh, like stat mod for this. Mm. Um, and show me um, through this role how you've uh, progressed uh, in your journey. Um, and you're also going to get inspiration on this role. Ooh, that's a non-natural 20 for the first one. Might as well just roll to see if I crit. <laughs> that's a four. Um, so, um, <laughs> but we said, but the, nat the non-natural 20, that was a sign from, from Dice yeah, Christ yeah, that yeah, this yeah, is yeah, meant yeah. to happen. Dice Christ has literally dictated all of uh, Akla's you know, future. Um, yeah. So I think it's tough at first. It's really tough at first. Um, because I, I think she's been avoiding like revisiting that pain and that trauma and like actively trying to forget it rather than confront it. Um, so re-experiencing it is really hard. Um, but we've gone far enough on this rehabilitation journey that I think she, like, kind of forcefully, no pun intended, um, like, pushes her memories of all of her new friends at, um, at both at the soup kitchen and at uh, the uh, basic training, pushes those through, and then, like, just uh, her garden and uh, the the connections that she's made with Maxi and Ugle and Bronze, um, and knowing that she is getting support from those three, um, also kind of pushes that through. I, I feel like I feel like it's very physical, kind of like pushing out the old and you know pushing in the new. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. And so you like you like take all of this like toxic energy and feeling into yourself and like recognize it, accept it, and with like this great effort, like really truly embrace the like new found sense of community and confidence and place within the world into your crystal. Um, and you feel that like innate connection with soul kind of come online in a very like soothing feeling. Like it's almost like the feeling of like cold, evenly flowing water, like rushing over your head as you kind of feel you push this energy into soul. And instead of that like musky red, it shines. Um, I think a new color. Do you, uh, do you trust me? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, yeah, no, yes, I do. In the lightsaber lore, there is a color of lightsaber that is reserved for a select few Jedi whose spirit embraces a true balance of the light and dark side forces in the universe. These people uh, have not only just come to terms with light and dark, um, but have stared their darker nature in the face and accepted it and overcome it, um, and are able to, in that sense, have a mastery over both the light and the dark side of the force that those that are simply wrathful or simply blindly good could not hope to achieve. This color is a deep uh, but radiant purple um, that you would see like on Mace Windu's lightsaber um, as the most famous example. Um, and you see, and th this is unlike the, the corrupted sort of gross toxic purple of uh, like the crown and the energy that you've seen before when these are when the artifacts are like in full swing this is like a very comforting like royal purple um and as you see it kind of like flood into soul uh yeah you feel this kind of new sense of like weighted balance um in your being as you kind of confront and accept your faults and embrace uh your virtues uh wow very good <laughs> um yeah um, does she see, um, physical, or not physical, but the personification of soul at this point that she saw in the cave? Um, I don't think she sees soul because you still haven't rebuilt soul the weapon yet right. to like form that bond, that like meditative bond yet, mm -hmm. but you know that like the presence of the crystal is there. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. Um, cool, yeah. Um, I think the purple being a cooler color, like cooler in like the temperature sense is um, comforting. Yeah, like, so like there was always a chance that you were gonna see that orange and that orange could be a little bit reddish and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like what happened here? <laughs> yeah. um, but I think, purple makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. um and Ugle kind of sees you go through this whole process um and looks very pleased and he says well done Agula you you purified the crystal it is purple <laughs> that is unusual but that is an acceptable outcome 
I think she's like wiping some tears away from her face. Um, yeah, purple was not what I was expecting, but works better than better than red. <laughs> yes, I would say it is a much better color. I think fitting of your life's journey. Um, yeah, and you guys have this this nice moment. Um, you have purified your kyber crystal soul. You have uh, done your service volunteering to the citizens um, and the infrastructure of the Power and Lights District. You have learned discipline and duty um, and companionship again through your time going through basic training with Easy Company. Um, and you have found, once again, your sense of self in your spiritual self through the Force, um, through your achievements and the purification of soul. When we next see Akala, she will be on her way um, and ready to join the story once again with the rest of the party. There are some things that we need to accomplish uh, before that fully kicks off, but we will address that all and more in the final episode of Starfellows in the finale next time. Yay! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.